Lost movie. Hope kind of caught my eye. Is that a parody on New Hope? It's not a parody on New Hope, but it was around the time where I had lost my job. Um, so what had happened was we were working on another cartoon and unfortunately it was created by Louis C.K. and he had his sexual debacle um, for the Me Too campaign that basically cost about a hundred of us our jobs and I just got frustrated and I had literally lost hope. Poppin's poppin' and lockin' Magnum Welcome back, everyone, to episode 12 of the Pop and Mag Pinecast. Mags, if there's two things we do well, it's apologies and we and holding people accountable, including ourselves. And you know what that means? Apologies? Holding accountable. Oh, right. That part. Let's do it. 73 days it's been. 73, oh. folks, since we've been told it'll be a few weeks until we can get our NFTs off of Theta Drop. Oh, that is rough. Uh, it is rough. Lie. I mean, at this point, it's just, you know, it's kind of going to be the thing until it's not doesn't need to be anymore. <laughs> so 73 days. It's like Homer Simpson, you know, at the nuclear power plant. Days since accident. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i was looking through the the pine sales from recently and man you know chief o'leary on a tear what a what a beauty of a pine he picked up last night he had a the samurai you know t-fuel staker t-fuel oh. blindfold with a theta pin what a beautiful pine did you see that one yes i did very it was a very nice pickup for nec and uh aka chief o'leary yeah Good for him. He he did great. Yeah, that's a beautiful pine. It is a beautiful pine. I was I was working a deal to get that pine myself, and um, the individual wasn't interested in uh, a trade and T fuel, and I was very <laughs> close. And I told him I go probably gonna have to wait another day to, for a transfer to be able to clear, because uh, I was at like the limit for the day, like a daily limit. I was like. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you. Next thing I know, the, the only highlight of the night for me, uh, there was uh, dual uh, the the revolvers. There was a revolver. Yeah, those behind. are. Yeah, what a what a buy that was by you. With, that was nice with a grape czar. Yeah, for, it was like three. I don't know three something. Three thirty three or something like that. Yeah, and it was U.S. dollars or T fuel, and I, I I did pay the T fuel. That was a really good deal. So I realized what since, a gentleman. You know, one good thing, you know, one step forward, like 20 steps back. So so, so what happened with, with this is <laughs> I I picked it up and I beat SPS Brody, shout out to Brody, and NEC who, who really wanted that. Like I said, this was just after uh, fierce negotiations uh, for mm. that for that pine that he picked up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyways... He got back to me saying, "Hey, I saw that great pull you had with the with those revolvers." He goes, "I wanted it so bad, and I've been drinking, and I I, I was just so upset that I I splurged on that five thousand dollar pine, <laughs> the one I the, <laughs> the one, one I was you were looking, looking at, <laughs> the, one, the one I was looking at." So you know me, and uh, this happens a lot with me. Uh, I kind of went on tilt after that because now I got a shit ton of t fuel i think i had like 60 something thousand t fuel uh, that <laughs> i no couldn't place do to put it and no place to put it 
So I wound up buying two cans. And then the funny thing was the cash value of the offer that I, I couldn't get through. I was like $700 short. I think I forgot about 500 I could transfer uh, and it totally escaped me. So I kind of was only like 200 off uh, to for, for a kick in the pants. So I wound mm. up two last night and one today. I bought three cans and it was another disaster. <laughs> um, uh, I, I got nothing to write home about the... The one with the the boxing one. I don't know if you saw that one with the army. Yeah, he is absolutely hideous. Hideous. <laughs> He's got the army helmet though, right? He's got the army helmet. He's like low two thousands ranked, but yeah. And you got a next... mummy. The mummy wraps are nice. Yeah, but I mean, you it's know not what you want to open, but sure. Well, yeah. So you get into the territory where the mummy was nice, but I already have a green mummy. I can't pull the blue one, which is the rare one, and. <laughs> <laughs> the you couldn't you couldn't a, complete the mummy challenge. He had a great he had a well I don't have a white either, but he does it was a great czar background, which you know was the more those you know the more uh, the lesser attributes and lesser backgrounds get printed, the more it might change the rarity. You yeah. know, so I always keep that in the back of the mind. It's like, oh yeah, I got this mummy, cool. I love, you know, fruity yummy mummy, but uh I, I don't open it. I already <laughs> got I already got a mummy. And then, then yeah. So then I, I, I got all of my the rest of the tea fuel off, and I, I bought another can today, and I just got whacked in the face again. Uh, out of seventy-two containers I've opened canisters, Oof. I I've pulled zero customs. So I know I, I mean, keep you, saying not to buy them, but I I keep buying them. I mean, you got to be the the can opening champ here. <laughs> That's probably something else I fall short at. Somebody else probably has me. I don't think so. I know that I know there's one guy out there with 88, but none of them are open. Right, but I I, I think uh, I think MacTastic might know. Uh, I, th I think they were talking about the amount of cans opened. There's somebody else who has got a, a good amount too, but but yeah, it's you know you see it's like I I finally pull. I did pull a Yoda, uh, which is very nice, which I've mentioned before. I I you might it might sound like I'm bragging about it because I have nothing else to brag about. But immediately after I pulled that one, the next pine that was opened was a Yoda, one better than that one. It was a kick <laughs> in the pants from a guy, from a from an individual who then opened a second can who got I think he got a skull and then middle finger SPS ring. It's uh, how do you keep how do you pull fire like that back to back and only two of them and you know meanwhile you know poor Magnum with his one Yoda and seventy one floors. But. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just curious, have you opened enough pines to be able to tell the difference between the Empire Apple background and the Emerald background? <laughs> I haven't. I, ha I, I haven't. Do you, uh, this is this is also a great topic. A few weeks ago, I put out my background challenge, as you recall, right? Yeah. And I intentionally, se I only, I intentionally separated back then Emerald and Empire Apple because I couldn't tell the difference and I still can't tell the difference. This is... You got people saying, "Nope, they're the same," and oh, it's a slight, it's a slight variation. And just if I could go back further, when there was much fierce debate about tri laser and shoulder beam laser, there was people that were saying, "Oh no, if you look at the angle of that where it is on on the pineapple's head, it's slightly different." And then James had to chime in and say, "No, there was no difference." But I can't see the <laughs> gradient. I can't see the gradient. I can't, so I don't know. I'm, I'm so, confused. I just think it's an error. 
Yeah, you know, it is funny. I have a dual monitor system that I work with. And on one of the monitors, I can't tell the difference at all. On the other monitor, it's a little more clear. So I'm not sure if there's like a, a, a monitor issue. But the one way that I've been able to tell is if you go on to Theta Drop Rarity and you highlight both Empire Apple and Emerald as the backgrounds and pull them all up, and you put your mouse over the pine, it like in, it makes the pine enhance a little bit. And if it's Empire Apple, you'll see a color change. Like the gradient will push out a little bit so that you can see it. But it's so minimal. I, I have a very hard time seeing I, it too, but I'm starting to be able to see it more. This is the Secret Pineapple Society's version of the, what was it, the blue dress, gold dress thing? Do you remember that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which one do you see? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I could I, I I couldn't see it. Uh, other people were on different computers. Some saw it. Some some didn't. So I'm just I think we'll just put undetermined. I think that's that's. Yeah, fair. I mean it just you know it it's a shame to have to like put it under a microscope to be able to figure out what you got. You know, make the hue just a little bit different. I know it's been a long time since you opened a can, but when you see a can open with one of those two backgrounds and you don't know which one it is, what are you saying to yourself? I hope it's, I Empire, hope it's Apple. Empire Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there, there is a, I forget which custom it is, but it has a similar emerald apple type background, but it's got a way nicer gradient. It's like, you know, that's a much, that's an obvious difference from emerald. I just wish the Empire Apple was an obvious difference. For some people that think they're better than us, they think it is an obvious difference. But I don't um, want to. I don't want. I don't want to drag this game out any further. But I've seen different pines, and I and I can't remember. But sometimes, like I feel like the Boss Blueberry. Like it, you can tell Boss Blueberry, but they're different. It seems like there's different shades on on some of them. I feel. Yeah. Um, when you compare them to each other, this thing is. This thing is so microscopic. Uh, it's just amazing the the value change because I think Emerald might be the easy the like the most simple or it's up there. As, yeah, it's yeah, as it's, it's a difference common. between very common and and pretty rare. Right, right, but uh, yeah, I felt like that that had to be that had to be addressed. Uh, you know, people wanted answers. Yeah, no, we I, oh, that's something we had spoken about before, and I you know it's it's hard to see for me anyway, but um. So we had the silver and gold challenges this week that we spoke of last week. Did you see how those went? Nope. Did you, did you, you didn't follow along? Nope. So, I mean, I kind of, you know, I feel bad for some of these silver and gold guys because a lot of these were like, there's only five available and we're dropping it, you know, sometime maybe in the afternoon, our time, middle of the night on the other side of the, the pond. So it's like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people got jammed out of it. And I know even some people, you know, you had to have a certain NFT to claim it. Some of them went in to buy the NFT, bought it, and then went to claim it. And then by the time they claimed it, it was already <laughs> it was already out. So it was like they lost money for being a silver. <laughs> uh, so yeah, unless they already had it and were ready to go. Right. If they already had it, then they, yeah, then that's safe. But imagine spending whatever to, to buy an NFT that you need and then you get there and the thing's gone already. It's like, oh man, this was supposed to be a, a fun challenge for me. And I just wasted money on an NFT that I didn't want because, you know, I didn't have it in the first place. I, 
I, I got I got no sympathy for you, you know, with the the golds and. <laughs> so did you uh, did you follow through and and take your plan into into action here? Yeah, yeah, it's it's officially gonzo. Um, I I staked it. I I sent it back to my theta wallet, and I'm I'm staking the T drop on there. So I I'd rather deal I'd rather deal with any kind of rewards I'm getting there versus God knows. God knows what by with leaving it on there for then to watch other tiers have benefits while your tier has nothing. So, so is your goal to make it up to silver? Is that what you're looking to try to do or no? Why would I? Well, I don't know. So the only um, real reason why that I've been illuminated to was, you know, if theta drop does end up getting big at some point and we get a lot more users on there, Silver does have automatic access to like being whitelisted. So I could see that at some time in the future, if we're able to get a bunch of more people on there, being silver could have a value. Um, right now, that value is minimal, but I don't know. Something to think about. I, I, I don't have anything to think about with that. Speaking of Theta Drop, and you just mentioned the silver and gold. I don't know if you had more on that. No, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, also, I just remembered. I, I sent you. I was texting you earlier tonight, and I got an offer on a pine because I'm just in a in a foul foul mood right now. And <laughs> I I got an offer on a ugly ugly uh, box and one, not the other box and one that I opened. And I I just got the email. I go into datadrop.com. Uh, I, I like to go through the SPS, you know, way. SPS. Was it, was it a good offer? No, I didn't see it. It was gone. Literally not even a minute went by and the offer was gone. I mm. think we might be getting to the point that if you put an offer, it, it, you got to lock that thing in. It's got to get locked in. For And for the pineapples, you have to do individual offers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was only an offer on your pine. Yep. Now what? Theta Drop's going to, now Now this is going to get out. Now everyone's going to be sending me offers and then deleting them. And then I'm going to keep running to my phone and, and checking. And then they're all deleted. And then it's just going to rinse and repeat. Now that now that everyone knows that we can mess with Magnum by, <laughs> by doing this. Do you know who the offer came from? No, it doesn't say. It oh, doesn't that's say. Awesome. It's like it doesn't okay, even cool. exist. <laughs> was it you no but it will be next time oh you <laughs> yeah i can't i can't i can't seem to win i think you're doing pretty good over there <laughs> i think you're doing pretty good so we had a we had quite a quite a week on twitter this week i noticed which actually you know we need to rehash something here yeah because there was there was there was a tweet that nec put out our our, our good friend chief o'leary and I'm pretty sure he was trying to dunk on me with uh, a fruit pizza. <laughs> and it looked delicious. I, I looked at it and I and I zoomed in to see whose recipe it was because I was going to look him up on Twitter and, and give him a piece of my mind. And then I was like, "Wait!" And I start reading through the recipe. I'm like, "Wait a minute! This is this is a cookie with fruit and whipped cream on it. This sounds terrific. I love this." And then you and then you retweet it, trying to dunk on me, for sure, Duncan trying to dunk on me. And it's just like, dude, how how am I getting called a, a, a loss on this? This is exactly what I would think of as a, a perfect dessert: fruit, whipped cream, and a cookie. Boom. Some say cookie, some say pizza. 
call it whatever you want, but it wasn't. It had nothing to do with cooked fruit and cheese. Have you been to many birthday parties in your life? I've been to a couple. Have you ever been where somebody had a cookie cake? A cookie cake. A um, cookie cake. I don't think so. Have you been to any? Have you ever had cookie cake? I don't think I have had cookie oh cake. Oh my no. god! Well, I've I had I, ice cream cake. Is ice cream definitely cake is okay. better than cookie cake? So we'll we'll just do this again. Yeah, I agree. Fudgy the whale is the all time best. Uh, birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to carvel you're way too far away but so do you consider it cake or ice cream the cake if it's made the out of ice cream ice cream cake it's got places for it can have places for candles it's got name written in it that screams cake yeah but it's no? ice cream right is it so is it ice cream or you is gotta it cake? keep it you gotta keep it it's an ice cream cake it's right cake the last one it's, a well, cake. it's ice cream in the form of a cake yeah no because i've seen ice cream you know Sometimes at parties, they'll put out cake and then they'll also put out ice cream. I've seen people put out ice cream with, with ice cream cake. So, okay, well, that's kind of strange. I mean, unless you really like ice cream cake. Yeah, that's and, cool. And, and ice cream. I guess my point is cookie cake is a cake. Ice cream cake is a cake. So ipso facto, the pizza, this fruit pizza, uh, what was it called again? Like fruit pizza? Fruit pizza. Fruit pizza. Sure. It's pizza. It's whatever it says it is. That's just not true. It's not true. But it was a pizza. It looked like a pizza to me. With it fruit. looked like a pizza, and that's why they called it a fruit pizza, but it was actually a dessert. Yeah, I've had pizza for dessert. You haven't had pizza as dessert? I mean, I've had pizza at all times of the day, sure. but Yeah, what do they know, say? Never... Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, and pizza at dessert time. Who says that? I think pizza bagels. <laughs> and well, that's not clearly... Not to Totino's? I don't know if they own pizza bagels. I don't know. That's a good question. Well, the fact is that is not pizza. You call whatever call it whatever you want, but that was a beautiful dessert with uncooked fruit, whipped cream, and a, a cookie cake. That was a cookie cake, basically. I don't know. It might so, be another uh, poll, Twitter poll on this one. I don't know, but anyway, that was the least of the Twitter drama. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I happened to notice that you got into a few different battles here this week, and one of them I looked into, and it was some ape, and I was blocked <laughs> by him. Uh, I don't even know what happened there. Yeah, and Wol Wolvie also got blocked, so I, <laughs> I, I, I encourage of uh, I encourage the pineapples and uh, listeners out there just to see if you were blocked by uh, what was it like mutant ape Aurelius or something, some nonsense, something like that. Yeah. Something yeah, like that, but, earliest, I but so. we got we got into it about about something. One of these per people looking for a fight. When I said something, I was putting words in his mouth. And when somebody else <laughs> said something, he was like, "Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense." Like, "Geez, what that? What the hell is this?" So uh, either they're not taking us seriously, so I don't think we should take mutant ape Aurelius mm. seriously. If you ask me. But then I noticed, and and I don't even I. You know me. I don't look for trouble. I'm very never, you know, never. I I you shy please, away from it. Yeah, yeah, I I don't want anything to do with the spotlight attention. I just no. You are so I humble. Just, right, I'm so humble. As covered lots of times on this pinecast already. But anyways, I I was mentioned in some kind of tweet or something that uh, Joey TV mentioned, and then I went to go look at the tweet and I couldn't see it. So then I look. And I'm blocked by Joey TV. So, Ooh. you know, yeah, this week's getting worse. So I figured, <laughs> so we had, as many people know, our biggest uh, pinecast so far was Ivory Jones. 
that, that was a that was a great one. Uh, we we ran to this drama right before he came on. I don't know, probably I don't know, a few days before earlier we came that on. week. Yeah, earlier that week. Yeah. So, anyways, the can you can you, you want to explain what that drama was about? It started with the challenge. Fourth, yeah, a Fourth of July challenge where. In order to redeem it, Theta Drop screwed up, and instead of needing two Synergy, you needed two the stage NFTs from American Idol. <laughs> and one person went out and bought those two stage NFTs and who completed the challenge. I don't know who that was. I'm not not mentioning names here. Okay. They completed that challenge and they minted one of one, and it, it was the only one minted. But obviously, Ivory like Ivory had plans for these tokens, and he's not going to use a token that people need to go out and buy American Idol NFTs for that you can't even buy. There was a hundred of them. There was only one on the market, so it was like <laughs> no one could no one could could do this. But he went out and immediately redeemed it, and it turned into a, a giant mess. The he eventually ended up selling the the one of one and the person who bought it allowed it to be burned um and i don't know there was some kind of he you know ivory takes care of his people so so that person got taken care of but then uh, maybe a week later all of a sudden he's like throwing dirt on ivory um saying well, like that he's not what well, started it started with well, so with them. time out so okay. he started selling off his cindy's Right. Well, yeah, he got out of it. Yeah, he, he, he so he's pretty so, much off was, a theta drop. He was so upset about that, or for whatever. It seemed like he was just upset because some his the sales were so super low. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, whatever he, yeah, he decided. But yes, to, he sold to out of it, right? Yeah. So then he's then he's out of uh, because right. you need to you need to own an uh, a Simbi NFT to be on the Simbi Discord, right? And so exactly. he was out. So then, okay, so I'm putting you tapping you back in. So now there's some kind of a tweet um, and it's about communication and Ivory says something and then he responds saying like, oh yeah, but you wouldn't communicate with me. Ivory, I don't know of a creator out there that communicates more regularly than, than him. And he's just, you know, very open. He, you know, he's not showing all of his cards, but you know, if somebody has a question, he'll answer it without giving anything away that he, he needs to hold tight. So he kind of refuted it. And then uh, he brought up something about, like he posted a link. I didn't go on the link, but it was like basically something about using other assets in the game and almost like accusing of malfeasance almost, you know? So Ivory was like, you know, it, it, in my Discord, I, I gave credit to the person that did this. You know, he's making the skins. If there's if there it was about weapons, if there's weapons that are available that I can just do skins on, then I, you know I'm going to save a bunch of time doing that. He's like he's to done save all time. the art for the NFTs, yep. and he's got a bunch of a bunch of other things that he's putting together right now. And yeah, and if it if it's going to save time on this massive project that he's doing, then I don't see anything wrong with that. And then Joey TV piped in and was like, "Oh man, it's a shame that you know someone would use somebody else's art uh, as their NFT project." And he just basically butt his head in to something without knowing anything about it. And it was very strange, you know. He's saying how the the community is split down the middle, but it's like, dude, who's split down the middle? You know, you guys are trying to. There's only two people I see right now that's driving it, and yeah, we're all coming at you because you're in the wrong. And Ivory's got a community of passionate people that are going to back him up, you know especially because he's right and you have no idea what you're talking about. So that sets the stage for wherever this is going. The day we released our Ivory podcast, he was on Ultralight and Ultralight brought, brought this up. So I didn't feel like it was even necessary to bring up because 
because it seemed like it was it was over. Because I, I, what happened was I found it. Now, if I can just bring myself back into this in this thing, I just found it funny that that Joey TV was upset that Ivory was using skins that he he acquired legally to do, and that he gave credit for in the Discord. Yes, like everybody in Discord knew that he did that. Because right. He so told everyone, told us a couple of things I found funny with this. And, and like I said, I, I, I like to avoid controversy. So you sure do. But I sure do. But I just wanted to bring the facts to light because it, I just found it funny that, um, you know, your boy was blocked me from Joey TV. I can't watch Joey TV anymore. <laughs> but so what happened was I mentioned to Joey like, hey, Mr. TV, you have this he's taken he's taken stuff that's available to to purchase and and he's making it his own and that's not right and then i i think i posted a picture of his nft of him sucking up to mitch with the picture of mitch yeah uh, mitch lou and it's like the same so he used this open source picture of mitch lou and then he made his own thing oh he made his own thing just like ivy made his own thing but right. But what I what I also found strange was then I was con- then I was confronted I believe with I'm I, I'm anti freedom of speech like no you got dumb shit to say go ahead like <laughs> Twitter is like perfect for that there's there's no shortage of geniuses on Twitter uh, that's that's a guarantee <laughs> but I just found it odd and I was just trying to give him I was just trying to make make him understand what he was saying because he's attacking another artist. Right. Who operates on Discord primarily, but they're on this they're on Theta Drop platform. So they're two artists for the same thing. And then instead of basically reaching out to him and saying, hey, blah, 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 I'm sure Ivory would have just went right into it, which eventually they did anyway. Uh, right. I was I was told. Yeah. But no, so I'm accusing of trying to silence him. Like, no, I've said I wouldn't call someone out because one, you didn't know what the fuck was going on. Sorry, TV. You didn't yep. know what the hell was going on. And then then the truth comes out and then you look like a fool. And then I guess to save face, you block Magnum. Now I'm going to sleep fine at night. I just, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I got blocked by by a TV, a Joey TV. So I don't know if anyone else did. I wanted to, to quash that because I thought it was quashed. Sounds like it wasn't quashed after the blockage. So I had to re-quash the quash of Ivory basically saying you're wrong. So I think I think that's kind of settled, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it seems settled. I don't understand why the attack in the first place. This whole thing just has me very confused. Like, I try, I, I've given up on trying to figure out why people do what they do. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, just, it's, it's a, yeah. It, it's just, it's just, it's just completely bonkers. I, I, I don't understand it. But yes, none of I it mean, makes any sense. None of it makes any sense. And so we had Ivory on, and we're, we're like a 56th rated pinecast i think there's other there's 55 pinecasts ahead, ahead of us in the rankings <laughs> and we didn't feel that was new, newsworthy to bring up at the time because it's a it's it's a misunder it's a misunderstanding right but then it seems like then it's not a misunderstanding if i'm getting if i'm getting blocked so now all of a sudden joey's accusing me of trying to silence his freedom of speech now he's silencing me from his speech not up i don't know there. call up your cable providers your satellite providers and just just cut the cut the cord. You don't need Joey TV. <laughs> so that's I think that's all I'm going to talk about that. All right. Well, I'm glad you got that off your chest. So uh, actually, earlier today, uh, our boy Matchstick. I mean, Macastic. I mean, <laughs> Mactastic. 
uh, <laughs> he he put together a cool little uh, uh, a poll. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, uh, kind of like a voting apparatus. Survey. On, uh, a survey. Yeah. Survey. Sure. Well, voting apparatus. Go. Survey potato, says. Potato. Right. So he, he took all the customs and he he's going through and people get to to vote one to five stars on each of the customs. So that just had me curious, Mags. Other than yourself, you right. can't pick Magnum. Of course. If you had, if you had a top five that you could just open up your wallet and and have in there, who are you going with? <laughs> Pine DeLorean is just phenomenal. Uh, yes, I think that's I think that is my favorite, and that's my favorite. But then also, uh, this is weird because this guy we don't talk about. He seems a bit quieter, uh, also on the boards too. But the um uh, oh the um the hangover one, the pineapple over. Okay, I think it's yep. called. Yeah, with the baby. Yeah, <laughs> with the baby. He's got a freaking baby. It's 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 amazing. So those uh, one, two. Oh man. Um, I mean, I like. I wouldn't kick any of them out of bed, obviously. But I mean, for I sure. Think this, I like Spider Man. Okay. Um, and I, I like the uh, the Deadpool. Yeah, and definitely. If it wasn't for the Pine Goose, I probably would have liked the Child. But it's essentially the same, the same right. thing, except it's got yeah. bananas over its eyes. You know, yep. so those ones really. Oh, uh, Homer Simpson too. Okay. Because I'm a huge Simpsons fan, but yes, those really, are. yeah, those really uh, stick out to me. As uh, yeah. So what about you? I mean, you know, when when you start to think about it, you kind of want to get a branded one, right? Because I think these ones that have the branding, those have the biggest capability of getting huge. Sure. Um, and along like those a, like lines, like a Magnum, Magnum, and along those lines, also Pine DeLorean. He was def, he's definitely in my top five. Deadpool, I also had in my top five. The other ones, I I like the Shredder. I like that Shredder one with the with the um his little his little tool there, his mixing the, tool. Yeah, he's a he goes by Blender. Blender, my 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 apologies, Blender. Yep. Um, and then the other two, I went um, I like the Ninja Apple, the one that Rare Robot has. Okay, that looks like, Deadpool. like yeah, exactly. Blue, right. Deadpool's brother. And the last one I would go with, I love that dark Viking dude. That one is sick. Oh, yeah, it's a, yeah that's so, a good I mean, one. But like you said, I wouldn't kick any of them out of bed. There's a few that you know I would be less thrilled about getting, but you know they're all they're all really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just a it's just another arbitrary way to gauge, you know. Yeah. I, does by chance does is he looking to do something else with this website or the, these results? I'm not sure what he's looking to, looking to do. It seems like a weird thing. I think he just kind of off of a whim chose to to do this, but I'm hmm. not sure. Well, it's very cool actually to have um, his rarity website right for the pines. Yeah. One thing somebody's brought up to me is they really like the low hanging fruit. They don't, yeah, they don't have that on Theta Drop. Yeah. That'd be cool, though. But, I mean, there's ways to, to set parameters. Yeah, so exactly. I think you it, can list by lowest price. Yeah. You, but Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I just had one other thing here. I saw, okay. that, I saw that Andrea, she had posted the other day on July 31st, and she said August is going to be an incredible month. What? Yeah. Did you, do you have any insight on what that means? Because theta is up 18 percent since she said that well she should keep saying it i think 
Um, I wasn't sure if she was talking about that or maybe she was talking about Dragon Primes. That, I mean, that would maybe that's just one of the reasons. Um, because if that was the case, uh, you know, wouldn't wouldn't she just say, you know, like hashtag Cindy's? Yeah, she she mentioned Theta. Uh, she tagged Theta. So uh, I just found that very interesting because now Theta is up eighteen percent. I haven't really heard any news or anything major, but yeah, I just found that curious. I would. I wasn't sure if you had any insight over there because I, you know, you know. I'm hanging by a string right now after these cans have been opened. I, I, I got, I have no information. They don't use me for my brain, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, very good, Mags. Uh, good luck with your openings this coming week. We are uh, all it. for you to get that uh, zombie. You know, it, it's due. It's probably your next one that you're going to open. I would, I would assume. Yeah, I've been saying that for the last 72. <laughs> All right. But until then, uh, I did have an apology. That's coming up in the next segment where we get to, to meet with Twitch Pixel Studios and learn about their NFT project on ThetaDrop. After these messages. This week's episode is brought to you by Mega's Mutant Pine Derivatives, the perfect mutated addition to your NFT collection. Mega will take your pine and make it shine. Check out some of his creations on Twitter at MegVDev. That's at M-E-G-V-D-E-V-T-H. Tell them Poppin' Mag sent you. This week's episode is brought to you by Theta Pendants. Find the perfect gift for yourself or the NFT lover in your life. Choose from a wide variety of available options or inquire about a custom print. Each pendant is made of stainless steel and is shipped with tracking information. You can find them on Twitter at Pendants Theta. If you have a product you would like to exposure for, then promote it on Pops and Mags Pinecast. Papa Max Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight joining us, we have two great guests, Natalie and Jeff from Twitch Pixel Studios. If you're not aware who they are, they're on ThetaDrop. These two have recently launched an NFT on ThetaDrop, the Unicorn Dick. And as I've just been informed that Dick stands for detective, so I just want to clear the air, correct, Natalie and Jeff? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Old it's, school vernacular from the, like the 1960s, the, the Dick Tracy days. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, um, hey, welcome to the Pinecast. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Stoked to be here. Mm-hmm. So we got a, we got a, a Dick corn. Is that is that what we're looking at here on the uh, yeah. candy yeah, corn? We've got four four main characters to, that make up the main show, uh, and then there's going to be kind of an expanded universe of animated shorts around that that kind of feature the uh, collectible characters we're releasing as we move forward. But yeah, your main characters are mostly Flynn, Dirt Bentley, Cornhole Corningham, and Flick Rogers. So, uh, just in, in looking at it quick on your on your site here, it looks like Corn is the he's the main detective. Is that accurate? No, Mosley Flynn, the, the unicorn-looking guy. Uh, the oh, Flynn unicorn. is. Yeah, so Mosley okay. Flynn is the unicorn dick himself. And then his best oh. friend his best friend and uh, fellow street urchin growing up together, they founded Unicorn Detective Agency 
to kind of track down Flynn's mother after she went missing. And um, as they got older, living on their mean streets of Mythigan, they kind of formed this company together in order to start solving crimes. And from there, they built out their team. Uh, Dirt Bentley is a llama from our universe. They got sucked through a portal into theirs to experience this crazy, zany, candy-coated world, kind of depraved candy-coated world. Like I said uh, in my description, it's kind of a smash between Rick and Morty and Adventure Time. And then Flick Rogers, which is the... Uh, ex-drug dealing fly who has a condo built in their house plant inside their detective agency <laughs> wait so flick is a fly yeah i you know i swear i thought he was like a bomb oh yeah, I can see that. yeah, like totally. a bomb with wings yeah he's totally I, he's a fly he worked we're pulling an ant-man with him where he's like the badass kick-ass kind of guy he's also a bit of a techie and he's also like their informant his contacts from his drug dealing days are very handy to them interesting all right yeah, so there's sheriff. three good guys yeah four four good guys they're all good well he uh, oh flick's so, a good guy oh yeah in a sense i mean he's got a shady past we can definitely say that that's true yeah we try to, we try to sprinkle our lore into these nft collections and as as you collect more and as we release more and more and more of the lore of both the world and the characters themselves and the secondary characters and kind of the storyline are all going to kind of be sprinkled in there. There's going to be quite a few uh, little tiny characters. Pretty excited about them. Yeah, the we, ones. we're kind of working on the world of Unicorn Dick being, well, it's Unicorn Dick Investigations is actually the name of their, their actual detective agency. But the world itself, the city of Rainbowopolis, the outskirts of Mythigan, and then the cave-like structures under the city called the Underbelly. It's kind of where all this stuff happens. And there's... There's a whole world of citizens of different species and different types and different zany characters. And there's also a whole world of mini citizens, mm -hmm. like all these tiny characters that have their own little like entryways in the buildings through tiny doors and stuff. Yeah. It all kind of play into the greater absurdity of the world. Oh, yeah. You mentioned uh, Rick and Morty and Adventure Time. Yeah. What I know from both of them is there's a huge stories embedded in, in both of those shows. Something that, is that going to play out? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Um, I were actually I worked with the Rick and Morty team working on another show of Dan Harmon's called Harmon Quest, which was a live action kind of D and D session. But anytime they're talking in character, they're actually animated, and our whole animation team worked on that. And I learned a lot of the storytelling stuff that Dan Harmon uses in bringing Rick and Morty and, and how he really drives characters. And our story is actually pretty robust already, based on the lore that I built up. I'll give you a bit of a spiel. The spiel I usually give, which is. The universe started with the great two grad dragons, Ordo and Kao, Order and Chaos, and they gave birth to a daughter named Imaginatia. And she's this little baby dragon whose imagination was so powerful, she created the beings of our existence, our world, the different multiverse of worlds, including Unicorn Dick's world. And uh, the, the world of Unicorn Dick was one of the first that came out of her mind, but because her imagination was so strong, it started overtaking her like seizures, and it didn't give life enough time to survive, and she was starting to die. So her parents had to sacrifice themselves, their scales becoming the stars, their flesh becoming the planets, and their two hearts encapsulated the baby dragon to slow her mind to the beat of the universe, to allow life to exist for more than just a blip. And then the first great herd unicorns came about. First there was, there was Kronos, time, there was Vita, which is life, and then there was Mors, which was death, and from them came the elemental unicorns and they became what was called the first great herd. And then of course a crust formed around the hearts and it made a heart-shaped planet and that's where the first city and denzines of Unicornotopia ended up residing. And there's the main core of Rainbowopolis which is the big shining city in the center. And there's a big crater around it which goes into a hole underneath it into the caves that lead into the arteries of the planet that flow the, 
the uh, rivers of sugar to the hearts at the core. And down there is where all the depraved people lived in the under, underbelly. And on the outskirts, on the outside of the main city, is the kind of more poor district, kind of middle-class district of Mythigan, where Unicorn Dick Investigations has been founded and where a lot of the crime and criminal element live. And that kind of all feeds into the greater story of our main character, Flynn and Cornhole, who grew up on the main streets of Mythigan as orphans. And together they, they, they grew up thinking they were alone until Flynn found out who his mother really was and then found out she had gone missing nearly 20, 25 years prior. And so they found a Unicorn Dick Investigations to start researching to his mom, but of course they had to take on cases to pay the bills and pay the rent too. So there's a mix of like side stories and side missions. And then there's this overarching story of like what happened to mom's, uh, Flynn's mother and what kind of happened to this world to end up as depraved and horrible as it is with these sugar barons who hold the, the kind of like oil barons of our world who hold hostage the sugar, which basically is their oil, their food, their, their everything in this world. Uh, and kind of that corruption of the city and how that ties to Flynn and his mom's backstory. Yeah, wow. that's that story for you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. So you either just made that up or you've been you've been thinking about this for a long time. And this is a long time <laughs> in the making here, it seems. Well, yeah, I mean, we've been working, Natalie and I have been together since high school. So we're high school sweethearts. So the last 20 years have been developing these ideas. And Unicorn Dick is probably about a seven-year-old seven project that we've been developing. Um, we, built wow. all the, we built all the character rigs for the main characters. Yeah, spent lots of time on those for sure. The full, uh, full 360 rigs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, we built a lot of the, the concept art. We've done a lot of this. All, all the scripts are written for season one. Um, I've got four seasons planned, of, of, but I mean, who knows how far we make it. It depends on the fans, really. And then, yeah, we've got we've been building the environments. We're trying to work Unreal Engine into our workflow to do real-time environments that we can throw these 2D characters into. Yeah, we're trying out a bunch of new things, uh, as well as like the style we chose is nice and simple so we can do more stuff with the fans. Because mm -hmm. the big thing is this expanded universe of shorts we want to make. So there's the main core show you watch like a regular show, but then the characters we're going to release as we get closer and closer to full production, what we release is NFTs people can collect, and they'll get to be part of live story time events, which means like Natalie is an artist internally. She can sit down and produce a small short from script to screen and learn all the ins and outs while including the audience, and they can come into a live broadcast with her where they can ask questions, shoot out jokes and ideas that she will write into a script. And then that script will be developed into a full short featuring the NFT characters that they've collected. And then it makes those characters more rare and more unique, um, and it features them both in our show as background characters, but can also bring them to the forefront in these kind of bite-sized stories we tell that fill up the more expanded lore of our city, kind of like the classic days of Star Wars where George Lucas would let people have a, a part in their world with their expanded universe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, so I don't know if you guys have listened to us before, but one of the things that we do well here is apologize. So... <laughs> I just want to, I just want to, before we get too deep into this, I want to send you guys an apology. I had mentioned the unicorn dick challenges kind of cluttering up our, our challenge tabs at one point uh, <laughs> prior to, prior to, to knowing really anything about this. So I apologize for that. And I also apologize for not really understanding or knowing anything about this drop prior to this drop happening. And I feel like a lot of people probably didn't either, but I do want to say that just before we popped on here, I actually I did buy um, a pack at the drop, nice. and I opened and I opened it this I opened it just now. I didn't open it yet before, Ooh. 
and I got uh, I got a flick. Nice. So yeah. he's, he's my favorite character by far nice. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, but it seems I got legendary league base, gears of metal desk, massively effective shelf, which is definitely not my shelves are not massively effective. <laughs> but I got the unicorn dick one poster, omni pass overlay in the acid background. Um, nice. So is it, are all of these generative things are are they from your stories as well or are these kind of just thrown in there as art for the nfts so those are actually tied to the event that we held that the omnipass got you which was a live event with the voice actors david hater from metal gear solid uh jennifer hale from geez pretty much every ratchet and clank uh star wars the old republic like you name it we had Camila Khan from Marvel Avengers, Sandra Sad. We had Jeff Leach, Ghost from Call of Duty. And we had Eric Bra, who's Draven and Jax from League of Legends. And he's also Mosley Flynn himself, Unicorn Dick himself from our show. So we have a lot of connections to these great voice actors. And so what we did was with that drop, it got you access using the Theta Pass to log into our site and watch us live and ask questions to these voice actors. Well, we did kind of a roundtable panel talking about inspiration and in animation, inspiration in video games. That how they build their careers and, and the advice they can give to people. You can actually watch the whole thing on YouTube right yeah. now. It went on for about two hours. Oh, I think it was amazing. It was, it was oh. so inspiring. And then, and so what we did is we sprinkled in all these aspects of the NFTs that were kind of homages to yeah. the, the video games that they've been voice actors in. And that's where you get the Gears of Metal and the Massively yeah. Effective and the gotcha. balls and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It was so fun drawing those. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Very cool. So now I know we had we had chatted back and forth a little bit beforehand, and I know one of your things what you brought up was just kind of like some issues with the current industry, like how the animation industry is. Yeah. What, can you can you explain what some of that is, and is Theta actually able to assist with some of those issues? Yeah. I mean, I really hope so. I mean, Natalie, Natalie felt the art industry on your end from working at the art store, right? A little, little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they really don't, um, they don't make it easy to be a part of the, what they call their community of, uh, how do I describe it? It's like their community of artists, right? Yeah. Like the, they, they're elite and you know, if you, if you don't paint a certain way and you can't join the club, well, we definitely didn't want that air to what we were doing. We wanted to involve the community truly involved yeah and that's where our expanded universe kind of idea spawned from and then with me working on on harman quest and seeing the rick and morty guys and and how the industry works from the inside we we generally are like we're, we're supposed to make a certain amount of uh, an hour and everything at the end of the day it was just above minimum wage with all the, the overtime we had to put in and all that and then on top of that you get like a six-month contract and they kind of wash their hands of you and you've got to struggle and compete for another job and and then you have what we have lovingly and affectionately coined around this office, the Firefly Syndrome, which is an amazing show such as Firefly that gets canceled because it's aired out of order or there wasn't enough people that were watching it on their platform or whatever. And it gets canceled even though there's a huge demand for more of it. Imagine if we could put the power back in the fans' hands. They want more. They pay and get more. Exactly. And, and so we really wanted to look at all these alternatives. And NFTs weren't our first choice. We looked at crowdfunding, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, all that stuff. We looked at doing just like merch sales as pre-orders to, to fund the show. And and then I kind of, uh, just at the, the kind of big, just before the apes became big and the crypto punks became big, I kind of got caught into the crypto game. And then that led me down to NFTs. 
And then when we met Theta, we were really stoked because I'm not a big fan of the environmental impact all of these blockchains can cause. I was a little worried about kind of the, the lashback you get from people who are kind of getting rug pulled and don't really like the way things are going. And how do you give them protections and how do you protect them and do things morally and ethically? And when we met Theta and we saw that, you know, their blockchain is, is environmentally friendly, that they make sure they vet their creators and, and make sure that they push forward only with people that they believe they can trust will actually follow through on what they say they're going to do, you know? And all of these kind of things fell into place and we just met eye to eye on so many different things. To me, and, and I think Natalie can kind of agree and attest to, is, is that it really is about community. I mean, that's a big thing that, that drew me to the Secret Pineapple Study and all you guys is that you guys have a thick, okay. solid community that is passionate about the, the project. And to me, the only way forward is to take people from the traditional Hollywood model of a passive viewing experience to an interactive viewing experience. Even if that means that you own one of NFTs, it gives you access to our private Discord channels where you get to be there while we're animated and working on the show and we can teach you what we do and show you the behind the scenes and do voice actor sessions and record it with you and show you guys and then release episodes and shorts to you guys early before we release it to the public and then kind of evangelize, evangelize the whole community to be like our marketing machine and be like, hey, we helped make this, we helped support this, we saw all the, the work they put into it behind the scenes, so we're gonna promote it and tell all our friends and family about it on the social streams and stuff like that to make it bigger for all of us. And if all of us can, can benefit from that by raising the exposure of our NFTs and raising the exposure of people's collections, it, everybody wins, opposed to the way that it's currently being done in the traditional route, where only the people at the very top win, three or four of them win, you know? Like even our studio, we're striving to make it so that the artists internally, we grow an audience around them as well as Twitch Pixel. So even if they leave our studio one day, they leave with an audience who might sustain their artist career and their animation career with them well into the future past working with us and, and help them bring their own ideas to light, you know, without having all these gatekeepers and all these people kind of standing in the way saying, I dictate whether or not you succeed. And that to me is such a backwards way of doing it. And it's the reason why we have all these shows being revamped and redone and redone and rehashed and prequeled and sequeled. And instead of bringing new ideas to the table that are, and it's really hard to push a new idea forward in the current industry. Okay. That's a, that's a really cool point, you know, animation and just, any any live action or, or TV show, whatever, you you get drawn in. So this is what happens, and this is a frustration I have is I get drawn into it. And it doesn't matter how good it is, in the it might be on a network and the network really might not do a good job of advertising it. it it's really good and then but it just doesn't get the it just doesn't get the attention it needs and then, then they cancel it. So now I wasted a whole season or two invested in this show and characters that I care about. And then you poor guy. And then it's all, and, and, then, and then it's over. Well, you know, sometimes they'll, I, I remember there was this one show on NBC some uh, some time ago where I think there was four episodes left in the season. And they, they announced that it's done. I'm like, well, then I'm done watching this. This this was pointless. Um, mm -hmm. This seems like a an interesting way to, you're going to get the fan base and then it's, it's going to go from there because the fans are going to want to see this. Uh, yeah, that's what exactly. It like. Yeah, and how cool would it have been if you could have interacted with the artists who drew on the shows that you love the most? You know, like follow along as they're actually creating the episodes that you fall in love with, and maybe even involving your own character in there, like of the NFT that you hold. Like just generally getting in there and being as close to them as you possibly can, because 
Animating is fun. We don't want to do it in secret behind closed doors. We want to involve the people who, who actually support what we do and love what we do. Yeah, and I, like for me, a big thing that I learned when I was at Bardell is like I expected to go and work at these animation studios and meet other people as eager as I am to make my own ideas, but most of them just wanted to go and do the nine to five because they're so burnt out and, and mistreated and, and, and they've lost their passion. And these are the people who literally spent 80, 90, $120,000 of their money to go to school to learn animation and do all this. The most passionate people about animation losing their passion because the industry just grinds them to a halt. And there's got to be a way to fix that as well as fix the viewer experience where the viewers lose something that they're they're so engaged with and, and love so deeply and the characters that they fall in love with. Uh, imagine the ability to revive that yourself just by collecting NFTs that help the artists continue to make more. And that's really why Unicorn Vic is in such a unique simplistic style like a lot of our characters have stick arms and legs in some of the characters and, and there's other more complicated characters too but the idea was to make an animation style that was cheaper and faster to do so that the community could really provide what's needed to pay the artists for their time because really at the end of the day your time is the only currency you're born with it's how you spend it and we need to buy back our time from like the slave wage jobs and hire as many artists as we can and give them a sustainable income that's long term that can help them grow their skill set at the same time as pay their bills. And that's what this is really all about is how do we transition away from a more predatory system to a more community based system. And I think engaging with the community and getting them close with the people who make the product, that is truly the way forward and i think theta is just one of the big players that are starting to see that and they're really pushing forward on making that happen mm -hmm. yeah so now with your drop right I, I don't think anyone can argue that it was a, a smashing success the thing sold out immediately yeah what what do those nfts i know you said that it allows you access to the discord and to like see some behind the scenes stuff is that the is there anything else that, that that NFT brings for as far as utility? Yeah, so we're actually working on another drop that's going to kind of tie into ownership of your current NFTs. Uh, I can't talk too much about it because it's, it's such a, it's, you know, it's a, this is more of a tease for you. But we're working on like a mini game for collectors and and the people who want to you know support and get behind the show, uh, where you can kind of do a follow along in a murder mystery kind of idea. And eventually, uh, based on what you collect and, and stuff like that, you can solve these cases and, and with us, grow this universe and, and grow the stories and the number of characters that we have, as well as kind of hitting two birds with one cup by uh, <laughs> allowing the characters we draw on these NFTs to become like tertiary or crowd characters or background characters that appear in the show. So that means that the art we draw for the NFTs can eventually become art that are used directly in the show, which saves us a bit of time and gives us kind of more incentive to create this stuff up front opposed to after the fact, you know? And so we're, we're, we're growing, we're, we're gamifying, and we're kind of try, trying to figure out our own tokenomics to try and build this new unique system that can help you guys have a little more fun and get more engaged with our world, all kind of starting with this first collection we launched and the collecting, of course, the extra challenges and the airdrops. And in fact, we got another airdrop coming at the end of this week for everybody too. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. Look, this will have for already happened, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that though. That'll happen this is before this out. gets out. Oh, yeah. Next okay. week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Breaking news, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> you already got the drop. <laughs> Breaking news in hindsight. All right. Um, let me see here. So I was on Twitch Pixel, right? So dot com. 
So obviously we've talked about Unicorn Dick. I have a basic understanding of that one. I know you got three others on there. You yeah. got Unity One, you got Lost Hope and Beat Monsters. Lost Hope kind of caught my eye. Is that a parody on New Hope? No, actually, the, I, it's not a parody on New Hope, but it was around the time where I had lost my job. Um, so what had happened was we were working on another cartoon and unfortunately it was created by Louis C.K. and he had his sexual debacle um, for the Me Too campaign that basically cost about a hundred of us our jobs. And I just got frustrated and I had literally lost hope. And so I, I kind of took the, the negative energy I had there and poured it into a project and that's where Lost Hope was kind of born. And it's more of a Battlestar Galactica smash with X-Files with a smattering of comedy on top of it. It's more my comedy drama. It's actually my baby. It's the one I really want to produce really well one day. I've got a three-season arc that I really want to tell. And that one is, is it's, yeah, it's, it's a really cool concept, really cool idea, kind of starting in the 1950s with the Grey Aliens and Roswell, and then leading up to the current day 2030s, 2040s, or near future, where... Um, Three arcs were built, only one escaped Earth after the uh, alien apocalypse, and now they're kind of outmanned, outgunned, and underprepared, trying to gallivant through space to stay alive and safeguard the last of humanity, and they are kind of our last hope, and it's all under, up to Clara Hope, that's her actual name, and she's got this ragtag misfit crew of security agents she's got to use to keep their ships safe and, and deal with the fallout, and through their their struggle and the stress and the anxiety comes the their coping mechanism which is the comedy very cool um so are are all of these like your, your intention is to turn all of these into short animations that are actually like seasons of episodes well actually all of them except beat monster so unity, unity one and lost hope are full 20 minute 24 minute episodes uh, about 12 13 a season is the goal Unicorn Dig is 12 minute episodes, 13, thir uh, 13 a year or 13 a season. And Beat Monsters is, is supposed to be about five minutes per episode. They're more musical based. They're more like a mini music video that tells a little story. And that one's for kids, of course. Well, fa family, all ages, it really is what it's for. So each one's kind of got its own path. And if we can prove that this system that we're trying to build works with Unicorn Dig as our first kind of flagship, then I will consider the other shows and release NFT collections for them and do the same thing. It's, it's all about proof of concept, essentially. Can we build this MVP product and say this system works? We can use the fans and show the fans a way to be involved and get them to help fund these things and really make it a new way of producing animation altogether that the whole industry, even maybe Disney one day will look at us as a business model and be like, Hey, these guys figured something out. You know, they, they, they know how to leverage community. They, they understand that people want this stuff and those people are willing to pay to help get it made, you know? So each show is, is its own beast, but at the same time, it's, it's all about that proving ground. How far off are we from a premiere? Well, that all depends. We have to we have to earn enough to to pay for an episode. An episode's animation is not cheap because it's so labor intensive. But regardless of of how long it takes, me and Natalie are working on it every day. In fact, the animatic for the first full episode, pilot episode of Unicorn Dick, is about ninety five percent done. We're just working with Eric Brow to get some voice stuff done. I'm doing some final timing in the animatic. And uh, like I said, the character turnarounds for the actual full production are done. 
We've got a bunch of 3D sets in Unreal Engine that we're kitbashing together to use as reference for our backgrounds and our environments. It's just a matter of time. The quicker and the more funding we get, the faster things go. That's how animation basically works. So we're really trying to push forward on just like, okay, what do we have now? What can me and Nat do on our own? And we're just going to chip at it every day. And then when the more funding that comes in, the more artists we can hire on, the more people with talent we can bring in, the faster it gets produced. So it's really up to the fans how quickly things turn around and, and, and the collectors and, and whoever wants to support, really. So with the, with the full set of the NFTs that you drop selling out, what exactly is it that, that a fan can do at this point to further help with the funding? Yeah, so I mean, keep collecting, keep trading. That that definitely helps. The secondary market always helps. But I think the big thing is, is keep an eye out for the newer drop that we're working on, the gamification drop. That one's going to have a lot of stuff kind of built into it that'll help there. Um, we did just drop a new merch store. In fact, TwitchPixel.com now has a new menu item called Shop, and you can go get hoodies. We made puzzles for each of our shows, yeah. posters. We've got stickers up for sale there too. All of that kind of stuff goes a long way because essentially, like I said, it's about buying our time back. And if I can make enough that we can survive off what we're selling and the products and the merch that we sell, then we can take all of our time back from the world, buy it back and focus 100% on that. And then anything past that goes towards finding another artist who wants to dedicate themselves to this and we can pay them and buy their time back from the world and their day jobs in order to have them 100% focus on this. And the more that we get there, the bigger, the better. Uh, and we also have our Patreon, which we're trying to get up to. We have a bunch of goals set on the Patreon, which will help bring in enough income to keep that flow going. This won't be like a typical TV show because, again, we're building a whole new business model here. Episodes are getting at least much slower. Like, uh, there's another show that I kind of equated to called The Venture Brothers. And sometimes it took two or three years between seasons to release a full season. So we're we're looking, because we're looking at doing things differently, the only way, again, like I said, we build faster is by bringing on more people. The only way to do that is to make sure that we can pay them. So I, I want to make sure people get paid well. I want to make sure they have a living wage because I, I can't stand seeing people suffer financially and the stress and the anxiety that causes. And it will cause their, their work to suffer too. So really, it's all about supporting on Patreon, supporting by buying some merch, and support by continuing to collect and, and buy and sell our NFTs. Really, that's what it comes down to. Have you guys um, looked into the DRM from Theta, where it basically is like the, the gated pathway to your to your videos and using NFTs uh, in that way to release these episodes? Yeah, actually, the, the first voice actor roundtable we did went through Theta Pass. So you'd actually have to log in with your NFT. And in fact, if you own, now that you bought that NFT, the good game NFT, you can go to the uh, events page on our website right now and you can log in with ThetaDrop under Connect ThetaDrop, and you'll get a bunch of uh, bonus perks that you get for it, which are things like um, uh, the VOD download. You can download the live stream in HD. You also get a posters pack for each of our show that you can download HD posters. Um, and if you log into our, our Discord and verify through us, you can um, get your VIP Discord role, which gives you access to those backend channels. So yeah, right on the events page on twitchpixel.com, the very first, once you're on that events page, you'll see Connect Theta Drop, and that's using their ThetaPass technology. So we're looking into that a lot more, but again, they're still kind of in development on that end too. So we're kind of at their whim until things open up on the back end for creators to have a bit more control. So uh, that was our first foray into it. We loved how it worked out, and I really hope we can leverage it in the future because I think you're right. There's, there's an opportunity there to give kind of exclusivity and exclusive access to the people who collect to the behind the scenes stuff, as well as the episodes ahead of launch uh, to the public and things like that too. And I think that that is a, a lot of 
good incentive to kind of be more engaged and get involved with us. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, we had, we had Imagine Replay on about a month ago and they are working with Theta and, you know, they're streaming content through their uh, service and it would be, I don't know, it's, I don't know, have you guys ever heard of them? Uh, yeah, we've definitely heard of them. Yeah. In fact, we've been listening to your guys' episodes too, but I think that we, they're using Theta TV too, aren't they? Uh, not yet, no, but yet. they said oh. that there, there might be a way for them to hook up. They they said there was be some behind the scenes talks on that. So there, Theta TV is is two different things right now. Yeah, I th I'm hoping they kind of merge the two because like we were going to use Twitch for a lot of our behind the scenes stuff, but right now we're kind of doing everything uh, as VODs instead of live stream. But we want to move to the live stream stuff, and I'd love to keep it within the Theta family. And I'd really like because I know I, I've been talking to Theta about the idea of using the Theta Pass to have exclusive streams you can only access through the Theta Pass on Theta TV. And if, if that comes down the pipeline, and if it sounds like these guys are kind of looking at doing that, then that's a huge advantage and a huge win for both Theta and the Theta TV community and the Theta Drop community. And I hope it gets there. And that's another thing I love about Theta Drop is that every time one of these projects comes up with a new idea and Theta helps them develop to fruition, usually the rest of us creators then get access to it. And that is just such a beneficial thing, you know? Yeah. Definitely. So you, I mean, you said you got into crypto, the crypto world back in the days of, you know, crypto punks. What, yeah. what, what was your first step into the crypto world? My first step was, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> um, yeah, the, the second step was about six months of research, um, and then I started buying into things. In fact, Theta was one of the earlier coins I bought, and along with, uh, I bought another one called Tron, which is another service. Uh, I believe Sony's working with them too. Yeah. I got a bit of Dogecoin, a bit of Shiba Inu, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, didn't we all? Uh, a bit of ETH, yeah, yeah, <laughs> same thing there. But honestly, I, I'm one of the more diamond hands kind of guy. I'm a long-term player. I believe that like the, the future of crypto is basically the Star Wars cred stick. You know, it's interchangeable galactic. The, Galaxy wide, in our in our case, solar system wide. If Elon has anything to say about it, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on the long term holders. I'm not a buy and sell trying trading guy, trying to make money around every day, day trading stuff. But I see the future of crypto as just you know a simplified way for us to control our own finances and kind of democratize the entire globe in that respect. And and NFTs are kind of another layer above that because. What I learned in my research, and what me and Natalie have both been looking at, is the NFT itself is not what's important, especially not the image part. The token itself is more important, but beyond the token itself, what's really important is that smart contract. Because that's that smart contract that's going to allow me as a company to do things like, and Natalie's an animator on an episode. She animates on an episode, and now in perpetuity for a lifetime, she gets a, a portion of the royalties on the episode she worked on. That's unheard of in the animation industry. And being able to profit share with your employees in perpetuity and have them be able to make money off the work that they put in just makes sense to me. And it's the way I believe in corporations were originally supposed to be. And they've kind of been warped into this more capitalistic kind of predatory way where we can kind of step back with NFTs and start having these kind of different streams where you can share profit. I mean, I've heard of other NFT collections even sharing profits on royalties with their fans who've collected. And... That's never been done before. That's huge change in how we do business. And to me, it's the best way forward because think of all the people who, there's 100, 200 people who work on Rick and Morty. Imagine if every one of them after their six month contract is up was still making a couple hundred bucks a month based on the royalties that come in from the show's success. That to me makes sense. 
put the animators who are there in the brunt of it, doing all the brunt work, up there with the showrunners and the voice actors and the director. All of their names are at the front of the show. They make all the money, but why are the animators forgotten about as soon as the hard work's done, you know? So find a way to include them forever and you'll build a healthy relationship with your artists and your talent. You'll build a healthier relationship with your community and you'll build a new way forward for the industry that allows new creativity and new ideas to be more, more commonplace, you know? And I, I just, I don't know, crypto as a whole, NFTs on top of it, everything web three in general is really just pushing me and, and everything I do towards a more democratized way of running a business. So you're saying that these NFTs are more than just JPEGs because I got people telling me that I'm just a JPEG. Oh, yeah, that's just misinformation. (laughs) That's misunderstanding. And you know what? I know where that comes from. NFTs are complicated. I'm still wrapping my head around them. (laughs) No, but you hit the nail on the head. I mean, they are JPEGs unless they have the smart contracts behind them. And and it's okay for an NFT to just be a JPEG too, as long as it's, you know, there's still there's still room for art in this world, yes, yeah. but the the future of it is the smart contract and the many different things that the smart contracts can do. I completely agree with you. Yeah, it's all about that utility. It's all about like I, I picture a world where I can have an NFT that I gave to somebody that's one of our characters on our show, and they can go to the sandbox, they can go to the metaverse anywhere, and you know log in with that NFT. And we could have had a character, that exact character with all their customizations in that world. And they could hop around all these different metaverses and, and be the character that they love so much, you know? And like that, it's really that ready player one mentality of like, how do we take this disparate world of every IP has to be its own standalone thing from way back in the day to every IP can exist within this multiverse with each other. And that's really where it comes down to, like right down to our shows. Like I told you, the, the universe of Unicorn Dick was imaginated by this baby dragon. Well, that baby dragon, as she matured, imagined more mature worlds, including the world we physically live in right now. So we could show up in Unicorn Dick's world. But that plays into my other shows, too. I have this kind of idea of a larger metaverse where the baby dragon also imagined the universe where Star Crusade or Unity One takes place or where Lost Hope takes place or even where Beat Monsters takes place. And those characters can cross over in minis and shorts and stuff like that, too, that kind of bring that world together. Uh, a metaverse multiverse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> An M&M. <laughs> uh, but going back to this kind of business model that you guys are looking to do. It seems like if when this first episode does come out and it gets out there and it maybe will take a little, maybe it will take a little bit to to catch on, but people are going to, you're probably going to have the people that, that want to see this. And then other people are are, are eventually going to see it. Then they're going to want it to, to get it made. I I remember, uh, and I'm sure, I'm I'm sure, uh, you know, and there was different situation. Uh, The Rick and Morty thing was a different situation in the beginning where it was like, a couple of years or so before before seasons, yeah. uh, but getting a you know a good pilot or you know the, the good episode to introduce this, and uh, I really think it's gonna be it's gonna be huge because it just sounds so entertaining. But once that takes off, I think it's gonna spread, and you're you're definitely gonna have uh, uh, me as a fan, and I am gonna be pushing it and trying to support any way I can for this project. Oh, that means so much to awesome. me, man. Honestly, it. That's the part I love most is like even in our discord is, is a little smaller right now, but the people who are there, oh. 
they talk to us every day and they, they encourage us every day. And I, I've had days where I've been depressed and down because Hollywood and Netflix and Amazon, we've pitched to these guys and they just ignore people who either don't already have money or don't already know someone rich and famous to help spread the word, you know, and, and that hurts the industry in my opinion. And that's why we decided to do our own thing and, and look at alternative ways of doing things. And telling a good story is all I really care about. And it's, I'm more of a storyteller than I am an artist. I'd rather write these stories, you know, but I want to include as many people as possible. And like, it takes hundreds of people to make an episode of Rick and Morty. We're just two people right now, you know, and we've achieved so much with just two of us. Imagine if we had the funding to do something. Imagine if Netflix decided to drop a pound of money on us, we could blow it up, you know? And at the end of the day, it really comes down to it is that the fans become the marketing machine because they want to see more. They want to be excited for the next episode. They tell their friends and family and get them involved. And now we have more money the next year to build something even bigger and better. Or if we make enough money to cover everyone's salaries to make an episode, great. Now what's left can be put into, let's make the pilot of Unity One. Let's make the pilot of Lost Hope. We can kind of be a profit agnostic company where you don't need investors at the top because everything's paid for up front, which means all the profits you make can go into R&D of new concepts, new ideas. Maybe an animator in our studio has a great idea for their own show and they can put a little pitch together and they can pitch it to our community and our community loves it. We can do an NFT drop for it. We can make a pilot episode with that. Now imagine that. Now we've got a pilot episode. We've got a community, which means a group of people who are already watching it. We can test merchandise on them, see if they like hoodies and stickers and puzzles and stuff. And, and we have scripts written for it. Now instead of going to Netflix to pitch with just a script, which is what you normally do, you're going with assets completely built for a full season. You're going with a marketing machine that proves what people want to buy and sell. You're, going, you're bringing an audience to them who will subscribe to their platform if our show is on it. And you're bringing everything they need to make many seasons of that show, including, like I said, the assets. Now, what what more tantalizing offer do you need to bring to them? You know, all all the negotiating power kind of ends up in our hands at that point, and then they're just looking at us as a distribu distribution platform. Because realistically, if you own the audience, that's what Netflix brings to the table. That's what Amazon brings to the table. They bring audience. If you own that audience already, you might not even need to be distributed on those platforms. You could probably release for free on YouTube and just get a massive following. And, and that's kind of the goal is, is to blow it up internally so that these other platforms are just foaming at the mouth to get a piece of your action, right? And then that's beneficial to the collectors and the NFT holders. It's beneficial to our internal team who gets to grow their skill set and get a sustainable income. And it's beneficial to me and Nat because we get to tell the stories we freaking love and we get to see your guys' smiling faces directly with us while we do it. And that to me is exhilarating. Yes, exactly. Well said. Uh, cool. So just kind of going back to the, the crypto journey, when I was mm -hmm. on your site, I noticed that there was also some citizens that were yeah. minted on on matic polygon yeah what's uh, what was that about so that was our original attempt at building out the expanded universe um they've since they're being depreciated now but we're going to be spinning out something similar hopefully through theta uh is really what we want to do so where the omni pass on the good game thing gives you access to the behind the scenes and access to live events with our voice actors and our artists and stuff like that the citizen collection was the characters who were going to appear in these shorts and every time they appeared in the short, we had an open-end meta tag on the back that we could tag them with an episode number and a time code of when they appeared. And in those shorts or in even in the main episodes of our show as background characters. 
to make them more rare. So even if you got a, a common character of this generative set, they could become super rare because they appeared in a short or an episode. And that was our original foray. Now, again, we, we launched that collection right where rug pulls were just happening left, right, and center. The trust, the proof of trust wasn't there in the NFT space. So it didn't go the way we had hoped it gone. So we've kind of put that on the back burner now. And since we met Theta and saw how they were doing things, we're trying to shift everything now over to Theta. So we're working with our collectors who did collect some of those. I think only 17 sold, but they are the people who are still in our server to this day, still vocal and passionate about what we're doing. And they know we're transferring over to Theta now and they're following us on that journey. So that original collection was kind of our, our first proof of concept for what we're trying to do. And now we're going to try and do everything through the, the Theta community. So what is it that draws you to Theta that you like more than um, where you were over with, with Matic? Well, first and foremost, Matic is uh, a bit more complicated for people to get into. Uh, a lot of transfers between different cryptos before you can get Matic. And then a lot of kind of roadblocks to get that Matic into your wallet. And at, at that, especially when we first started, Matic wasn't really uh, on most central changes, uh, exchanges. And uh, they weren't as easy to acquire so i think that was a big kind of stumbling block for that first collection and we learned a lot of lessons from it though like we learned how to manage nfts how to do smart contracts we partnered with an awesome company called flare finance who is now working with us to integrate directly to theta so we have a back end to ourselves to control staking and holding and, and and rewards and token rewards for holding and all this kind of cool stuff. So it led us to a lot of good relationships, taught us a lot of the ins and outs with NFTs, taught us, taught us what not to do, taught us where we should focus. And the thing that drew me to Theta really was their ethics about how they wanted to kind of quell the rug pulls by really focusing on who they work with and why, as well as the um, environmentally friendly use of their blockchain on that proof of stake. And of course, the fact that they eagerly wanted to work with us to try something new and try to help us build something new, like it was invigorating to have the first conversations with them and they really heard us out about what we wanted to do and brought their own ideas to the table. And that, that first round of the Good Game Collection was our first toe dip into Theta. And now we're like, okay, we know what they're all about. We know that they do well. We know their community is passionate. Let's focus our strengths here and let's bring as many of that community into the fold and become unicorn dicks themselves. <clears throat> I see recently you guys left Canada and moved to Panama. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's right. We did. So was that because the milk was in a bag or or what was the, the motivation for that? Because what? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, I, you know, I had some family in Canada. I used to go up there and go to the grocery store and the milk was in a bag. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I actually remember that when I grew up on the East Coast. We had our milk in a bag, and you'd have a special jug to pour your milk with. Yeah. I miss that, actually. Like but we're, Oh, so were you guys on the on the West Coast or the Western side? We were on the West Coast. Yeah. yeah, we're just so outside that, of Vancouver. I, I just think it's funny, and I don't have a problem with milk in a bag. I'm just... Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, we're actually both from the East Coast. Yeah, mostly. born in Ontario. And I lived in Nova Scotia and PEI for a while in my childhood. Loved it. Beautiful provinces. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, and wow. we both moved to BC around the same age, like five or six, right? Uh, yeah, I came here five or six, but then I went back to uh, yeah. the East Coast. But then back to BC yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> we met each other in high school. But, I mean, the big move to Panama, there was a... The whole reason the moving to Panama was cost of living in Canada, United States. It, the cost of living is ridiculous. Crazy. 
we we were we geez, we were paying nearly four grand a month just to survive in Canada for a cell phone, internet, food, and rent. And it's unsustainable. Yeah. I, I can't afford that and sink money into our business every year mm-hmm. and pay our taxes every year into that and pay accountants and lawyer fees and all that stuff to keep our business afloat. So Yeah, we had to choose what our priority was and it is this business. So. It was Twitch Pixels, yeah. yeah. And so we sacrificed everything. We down we sold everything we owned. We 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 Grimped and saved every dollar we could to fly our dog out with us. She actually cost us more to get here than yeah. it cost ourselves. Yeah. We flew out early, got a residency here, and packed the very, like, what, seven suitcases we moved with? That was it? Three suitcases, a couple of boxes, practically nothing, really. I yeah. can't believe how much we got yeah. rid of. Our laptops, our drawing tablets, and we did it all for our fans and our community because we wanted to be able to right. buy our time back from the, the world's, you know, the, the pay-your-bills jobs. And the only way we could do that was somewhere where the cost of living was low enough that we could work part-time so we could put all of our energy and effort without being drained and tired into the art. Like, Matt, you talk about how much hours you put into this art. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't even think thousands upon thousands probably. Yeah. And it was all, all labor of love, obviously. I, I love every single image I was able to accomplish. And uh, I'm just so glad now that we're here that I have so much more time to work on it. It's such a satisfying way to spend my days. Yeah. And I just, you know, from my point of view is, is both, both of us are much happier, but seeing mm-hmm. Nat's passion kind of reignited because she has the time to do it without feeling guilty mm-hmm. that she's not doing something to make money, to pay a bill. Mm-hmm. It, it changed our entire perspective on life. And it proved to me that as much as I love Canada, we're not doing a good job at, making our people quality of life very good because mm-hmm. it's like it's almost a fifth the cost to live here than it was in canada and stability buys happiness not money but stability and knowing that i can pay my rent have groceries in the fridge and then spend the rest of my time working on these cartoons writing my stories making these nfts and and talking with my community on discord like i even have guilt by spending 20 minutes catching up with my community on discord because i wasn't making money and I couldn't do it anymore. Panama has freed us from that. Now, mm-hmm. Panama's got its own share of problems too. But yeah, it's not perfect. It's but. not perfect, but it has allowed something I've never experienced in my life, and that is that stability and that freedom to choose myself and my work and my community first. Yes. When was it that you guys moved? Was It was just recently? Yeah, like a month ago. Well, a month and a half oh, now. Wow. We, just, we just paid our second month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we no longer feel like we're on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Yeah, 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 more or less. We were fortunate too. We met there's a there's a YouTube channel called the the Nomadic Movement, and they used to drive their minibus they converted into a van around South America. But then they settled here in Panama, bought a piece of land, and are doing their own off grid farm. And they started a coffee farm, and we started doing like I designed their bags, and Natalie draws a bunch of their labels for their coffee. Mm-hmm. So we had kind of an ins here, and they're amazing people. I highly suggest anyone who's into that kind of stuff check out their channel, thenomadicmovement.com. They also sell their own coffee called The Morning Movement, which is hilarious because <laughs> it's a poop joke, and uh, it's some of the best coffee I've ever had in my life. Oh, it's a good. But they had this whole sense of community, but physically in real life that they've been building here, and it feels very similar to the community I thought I found on Data Drop. And through our first collection on Polygon and and what we've got on Discord. And realistically, all I really want is a community of people who want to support what we do that we can support their passion for. And this this opens a door for that. Mm -hmm. 
So Natalie, just out of curiosity, do you have a, a favorite character that you've worked on or created? You mean out of all of the IPs or? Uh... Yeah, I know. I know Jeff spoke about uni- uh, Lost Hope kind of being his. Yeah. His, his pet. Um, do you have a, a pet within these? That's a really good question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, you know what? I think it would probably have to be Mall Wizard now that you mention it. Yeah. Um, one of our fans actually inspired me to draw that one, and it's he's an otter in a wizard costume oh, yeah. that works in a mall, like kind of like a mall Santa, but he's a mall wizard for some reason. Yeah. He's adorable. <laughs> um, he's so cute, and I can't wait to develop his stories further because, like, just a mall wizard, like, like oh my god, <laughs> it's absurd, and I love it. It's everything about what. what Unicorn Dicks universe is absurd, and I, I can't wait for you guys to watch it because Jeff's writing is just out of this world, and there's so much detail into it—not just what you're visually seeing, but the story. Oh my gosh! The visual puns. The vi- so many visual puns. Yeah, I hope you like puns because it's literally love them. Good. Nice for you. Mag, yeah, Mags is the pun master. Nice, nice. So the, so the wizard, the wizard yeah. is a, a character in the Unicorn Dick. Uh, metaverse yeah mall wizard if you want to see a, a picture of him um it can be displayed in our discord come on in and ask about him yeah natalie will point you right to him yeah, yeah. the otter mall mall wizard he's a cute little <laughs> otter wearing a little blue wizard really gold wizard hat and a little yeah. blue gold wizard coat sitting yeah. on like an, an old santa like a santa style chair yeah smoking puffing on an e-cigarette i believe it, that's also his wand it's so adorable and his little buddy is a, a lemon oh yeah no it's a little uh, it wasn't a little yeah it's a little uh, soda can Oh, he has With the elf ears. Oh, you're right. Because there's him, but there's also the lemon guy. Yeah. Well, he's got a troop, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. We're gonna need to get in ASAP. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll join that now that I have my, now that I've ripped my, my pack open. Yeah. Come on down and say hi. I, I will join. That's right. Um, I have one more pretty important question for you guys. Do you guys prefer pizza with or without pineapple on it? Oh. Do we get in on this debate? Because their Twitter's been pretty fired up about it. Oh, really? Well, I I love to admit that I love pineapple on my pizza, and yeah. not just oh. pineapple, but olives with my pineapple. Green olives have to be. And unfortunately, I gotta agree with her. I do like pineapple on my pizza, but I love dessert pizzas too. You know, so you throw pineapple with some chocolate sauce and some whipped cream <laughs> on some nice dough. Oh, oh. dessert pizza for the win. This is great because Sheriff was attacking dessert pizza recently. That is not true. That is not true. We'll save this for our episode. Mag, this this is going to require some uh, some further debate, but that's yeah. that is false for the record. So um, I know there's there's probably so much more and there's so much we haven't covered. Obviously, we're going to get in Discord. Is there anything else you want to you want to share with people out there that we we didn't get to? Hmm, that's a good question. I know for one, get out there, check our Instagram, check out our TikTok. There's tons of shorts and little animated stuff and animation tests. We're sharing stuff as we go. Get into Discord. There's a whole sneak peeks channel with just tons of stuff filled out in there. Really get into it and figure out, come see how far we've come on our own and see why the funding matters and why it can help skyrocket us to the goals that we've made, you know? And we always try to set realistic goals. I think that's something I really would like to really set in stone with people is we set realistic goals and, and we communicate regularly. We are always around on Discord to answer questions. Oh yeah. Me and Nat directly. If we're not there, someone in our community can usually answer the questions. But it's really about 
building that community with people. So if you're an owner of one of our NFTs on Theta Drop, come into our Discord, talk with us, learn about the world, learn about the show. Like there's so much going on. Like all the different races, we have the elementals, we have the the, the mythicals, which are like D and D mythical creatures. We have what's called the forgotten or the lost, which are like your left sock that you lost through your dryer. Well, it ended up in Unicorn Dick's world and became sentient. Now he's walking around the Undercity looking for a job, you know, like there's all these crazy things going on in this world that can really, you can define your own kind of character there. You know, we love people who come in and buy our NFTs and tell a little story about their NFT. Yeah. There's actually a channel uh, in our discord where people can write their own backstory. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, there's a few in there that are just gold. Gold, Yeah. And we, we love that. We love that aspect. We love people coming in and telling their own stories. Cause I really do through the expanded universe of shorts. I want the fans to be able to tell their own stories that our animators and our writers can work into these shorts so that they feel a little bit of ownership, not just over having an NFT, but over the overall universe we've created and the stories we tell. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it was a pleasure, honestly, to have you guys on and to, to be able to learn more about this. And I think that the one thing that we can learn from this is that you guys are super passionate about what you're doing. To give up what you knew to move to Panama just to be able to do this more. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. So that says a lot on its own. So I'm definitely going to be a little more interested in this now that I, I have an idea of what's going on. I'll get in the Discord, take a, take a sneak peek what you got going on in there. And I'm definitely interested to see to watch how this progresses i really appreciate that man yeah. it, that's that's what we want to hear from people is that they're excited and that they they see the commitment because we are if if anything we are determined you know mm-hmm. i mean like i said 20 years together doing this non-stop the same goal of wanting an animation studio never giving up we have never given up anytime we've hit a roadblock we created a new show and that's why we have four new shows <laughs> and, you know and it, it really comes down to that is is we will always find a way to make it happen. I don't care if it takes the rest of my life to make an episode. I'm getting this freaking done. Heck yeah. We don't want to do it alone. We want to do it with you guys. Yeah. This is a chance to, to support something pretty cool. And it's not breaking the bank. I was just looking. $24 is the cheapest for one of the NFTs out there. So, you know, it's not like some of these pineapples or, you know, you go into ETH world, uh, some of these other apes or, or what have yous. Um, yeah. It's... It's it's super it's super affordable and it's it's a way to you know if we like it you know we can su- we can support it and it's and if there the more of us there then then this thing is going to grow like crazy I can't wait to see it that's a big part of it too we want it to be accessible to yes. as many people as possible because if it's about building a community you need to let the let the community have access and you have to be you have to keep that accessibility and realistically it's. It's all about them at the end of the day. Yeah. One more question. You had teased out another drop that was coming. Is there, do you have an approximate ETA on when that would happen? We're hoping uh, close to the end of this year. It all depends. Again, we're, we're gamifying this. So that we want to make sure that our, our gamification is solid. We want to make sure that the tokenomics behind it are solid. And we want to integrate with, uh, with Theta in a way that, is safe and secure for people to collect without issue. So we, we're, we're dotting the I's, crossing all the T's. So that's that's the best estimate I can give right now because, again, I want to do it right or not at all kind of thing, right? Are you guys going to be at ThetaCon? 
Oh, I wish. Oh, oh, I wish. Not this year, but hopefully next year. Once we're settled here in Panama, I'm back at our feet again because, like, we moved here for to, to just make it all happen. So now it's about building up that nest egg. But we want to get to ThetaCon so bad. I want to meet all of you oh, guys that so be bad. so awesome. Next time. All right, we'll hold you to next time for sure. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully by that time, a lot has changed for you guys. And maybe we'll even have an episode to, yeah, I'd love to, to take a back. look at. Yeah. I'd love to come back and talk to you guys about our, our launch and everything. So maybe maybe if we get that episode up, we'll have a little pre-launch party with you guys. Oh, please. We're, we're all for that. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, lots of love from Panama. Well, yeah, I mean, thank you so much for, for joining us. We, we do appreciate it. And I hope that some people out there learned a lot about what you guys are doing out there, you know, because I think, uh, I think it, the way this, this drop came across, I, I, it's just, you know, it, it starts to get tough. There's a lot of drops happening. People start getting invested in certain projects and you're spending your time in one and, and then another drop comes out and it's kind of hard to, to slice off the time to really dig in and see what each and every project is about. So for me, there's been projects that went under the radar and this was one of them. And I really appreciate you guys coming to just kind of open my eyes to let me know. You, you guys have been working on this for six years and 20 years. So it's like, this isn't a new thing. This is, this has been in the work. So it's, uh, it's real cool. And I'm, I'm thankful for you guys coming on to, to teach us a little bit more about what you guys have been up to. Awesome. I yeah. appreciate you having us. And I appreciate you guys doing this show too, because I think you're right. So many projects go under the radar. You guys make it digestible. You make it easier for people to understand what's happening behind the scenes. You don't have to read a huge white paper or massive roadmaps. You make it easy to understand. And I think that's kind of like the biggest thing you guys offer. And, and it's huge to us creators. And I think it's even bigger to the community. Appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. Yes, thank you. We're that's that's what we're trying to do. Basically, it, it seems to be working. And you know, we you guys were talking about having a, a good pilot at first, and basically that's what we did. <laughs> and here we are, still going. Right, keep nice. it up. All right. Well, thanks again, and you guys enjoy the rest of your night. And we'll definitely we'll see you on the Discord, and we look forward to to follow in the progress along. Yeah, guys. Awesome. Hit we'll us up anytime. There. Hit me with any questions you have once you're in the Discord. I'm happy to talk more. Yep, absolutely. Great. We'll Appreciate be looking it. forward to it. All yeah, right. Absolutely. Cheers, guys. All right. Have a great night. You too. Peace. Bye. If you guys would like to learn more about this project, you can search them out at twitchpixel.com. And if you would like to support them, you can buy some of these NFTs that are available on ThetaDrop. Or you can support them through a Patreon at patreon.com slash twitchpixel. You have been listening to the Pops and Mags Pinecast. Music provided by Sushi Cat. Like what you hear? Send that cat a very nicely worded compliment on Twitter at Just Add Spam. Pops and Mags is a scumbag hat production in association with Kyle's Hot.